STC Pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. All right, and we're live. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Transformers and Beer. Uh, in this episode, we are drinking Hollandia Premium, which is a 5.0% beer from Holland. Let's uh, crack this bad boy open. Uh, hold it. I don't think you named the wrong show. Oh. What did I say? Although you're not going to conf- you're not going to confuse our listeners because there's no big uh, production number to start the show. So, oh, sorry, they still know what it is. Hey guys, welcome to STC Pot. This is episode number 131. I'm Joe, and you can follow me on Twitter at AC Decepticon. And the guy on the other end who's always angry and never happy is Bill. That's me. You can follow me on Twitter at STC Pod, please. <laughs> All right, Bill, calm down. Wow. Hmm. Your voice got a little high pitchy there. Were you thinking up that bit all day? Uh, actually, the last 10 minutes. <laughs> so why don't you tell people uh, what they can expect in this episode, since you're getting all uh, professional. You can expect uh, Bill to be angry at, at me over nothing, probably over a bunch of things that uh, I had no doing or control over whatsoever. Uh, you probably expect a couple of burps out of me since I'm drinking some beer. And you could probably expect Bill to bore you to death about some uh, musical icon who's passed away he wants to give a tribute to or some comedy sketch he wants to talk about that no one cares about. Stuff like that. Hmm. hey Lots of high energy from you. That's it. I, I blew my entire wad in the first two minutes there. Much like everything else I do. You can ask my wife. Do you have, uh, is, do you think your energy is a little bit higher than what I've seen so far mm. this week? We don't need to talk about that. Because <laughs> we've seen some stuff this week at work. Wow. That last shift, that was a new one. I've, I've never seen it that bad. Well, I told you why. Basically, it was like uh, working with your, maybe you say your old, old yeller, you know, your old pet dog that's been kicking around for 13 years that just pretty much dozes all day. The only time you see him alert is when he's eating, then quickly uh, rolls back into a ball and passes out. That was my shift for 12 hours. 12 hours. 12 hours. Ah, yeah, I'm sorry if I had to yell at you a couple times, but it was getting a little bit. Uh, this is during the day. You got tours coming through. Tours coming through the building. And in this room, you see these guys are in control of all of this uh, communication equipment across the nation. And this is one guy splayed across his chair with his feet up, uh, mouth agape, head back. Hmm. Yep. Rock hard cock in his pants. <laughs> Dude, no one believes you, but whatever. This is this makes for <laughs> no. good... Uh, this makes for good po- uh, podcasting, so you can say whatever you want. 
Well, the campaign is still on to save Joe. I'm uh, writing down a show note here. Bill attacks Joe <laughs> over nothing again. <laughs> over nothing. What happens when I'm not there and there's other people filling in for me and they get to witness this, uh, this attraction? Like this happens, dude. It's just you're embellishing for uh, radio. I'm embellishing. Oh. Well, I, I did exhausted, man. I did have to have another chat with you about why you need to get yourself looked after. I what told you about the to... mouth guard and it's working very good. <laughs> okay. But I had that one night where I, it's one of those nights where for some reason went to bed, woke up at two 30, couldn't go back to sleep. All right. Fuck it. Guess I'm not sleeping. I got up, went down, rearranged my, uh, transformers and video game shelves and then came into work and i was ever appreciative and like i said to you what did you want how, me to do call in sick how great is it that when we work nights together you pass out all night and then when we work days together you stay up all night at home and pass out all day at work mm. <laughs> so it's not how i remember it ah jeepers man Imagine if we were, uh, we were, you know, chips, cops on bikes, riding around partners all day. Uh, well, totally different. I'm not sitting at a desk. I'm <laughs> um, actually got wind blowing in my face. Like I got to pay attention to traffic. Hmm. Can't fall asleep riding, driving a bike. Well, I bet you, you'd find a way. They <laughs> <laughs> got cruise control on those things, right? Yeah. It's big Harleys. And lean back. Actually, I'd probably be riding bitch behind you with your fucking ponytail f- slapping me in the face as the wind blew in our direction. Why are you so me fascinated wrapping, with my hair? Me wrapping my, uh, I'd reach around you with my hands and gently cup your, grasp you like just under your, your pecs. My what? Your pecs. My grasp you? I'd grasp you under your pecs. <laughs> under my pecs. Just, just hold on tight and feel the hard throttle of the engine as you revved it up. Freaking blowing down the highway. You can feel me poking in the ass with my chub. <laughs> and then I'd say, I got to go to the bathroom over the intercom. And you're like, nope. We're driving on till dawn. And then I go pee and you can feel it on your ass cheeks. Nice and warm. Well, you wouldn't be gentle first off. So, uh, no, I wouldn't be. Squeeze your tits hard and pinch your nipples. (laughs) Somehow we had to share a bike at some point. I would ask you to hold on to the, to the rear handholds. That's not safe. Must wait, man. You got all the, the stomach muscles to support that, so I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> uh, that's what that's one of my, my favorite uh, Brian Regan bits. He talked about this time his buddy came over with a brand new bike and forced him to go for a ride down. He's like, "I don't want to go for a ride. I don't want to sit behind you on a bike. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice bike." It's like, "No, come on, try it." So Brian Regan gets on behind him and. Wraps his arm around him, and the guy's like, uh, 
no, there's handles right back here, you know, behind your butt, right above the fender. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. He grabs those. And then the guy takes off and he says, I've never felt so many muscles in my stomach that I never knew existed before trying to hold myself upright while holding these stupid handles under my butt. And if anyone's been on the back of a bike and tried to hold those handles, they know exactly what that's like. It's like crazy stomach muscles you need to hold yourself. I wouldn't think that'd be safe. I'd rather grasp the person in front of me. Yeah, well, that's two dudes, you know. You're, you're always looking for any excuse. Dude, so. I'm, I'm comfortable with my manliness. <laughs> yeah, I know, unfortunately. Unfortunately, you're far too comfortable. Uh, well, I wanted to... Uh, oh, by the way, I, I, I told everybody uh, you would probably mention something about a comedian, and I was right. So, big, big breakfast for Joe. Okay. I you couldn't, you, you couldn't go one. You couldn't go an episode without talking about some comedian, right? Oh, I love Brian Regan. Everyone should check out Brian Regan at some. Yeah, point. he's pretty good. I like him. Uh, probably my favorite comedian. Probably number one. I'll go out on a limb saying number one. I'd have to go Dave Chappelle for me. Oh, I still have to. Uh, You're such a poser. Cousin Chuck has uh, uh, his two episodes that just came out on Netflix. I got to get them off of him. Everyone's been just raving about it. It's supposed to be fantastic. Chappelle is best. I saw him when he came to Toronto. Really good show. Mm, Fucking uh, Jimmy, Jimmy from uh, Degrassi, I think made an appearance or something. Jimmy. Who's that? Drake. Drake. Yeah. Mm. He, uh, what did he do? I think he, he just came out and announced or brought him out on stage. Cause remember there was some warm up comedian per usual. And then I think pretty sure Drake came out. Yo, yo, yo. That would have been ages ago. What? That would have been ages ago. Yeah. So what? Well, that's before Drake was Drake. He just would have been some kid on the grassy. I think, no, I think that's when he just started being Drake. Chappelle wouldn't use someone from the grass. Hey man, you want to introduce me? Yeah. Kevin Smith would. Yeah. Well, we all know where his, his career has been going. Yeah. Skyrocketing. Mm. So I was <laughs> at my, uh, I went to my first assistant coach meeting for my son's baseball team tonight. Got my, uh, extra large Jersey, which is fits me like a large for some reason. And I got uh, a hat that fits me like a small. Back up the bus here. Apparently Where is this coming from? They don't make hats for uh, people with fucking big melons. Coaching a baseball team? This hat's made in Vietnam. Well, that explains everything. What? What's, what's this coaching? coaching? I'm assistant coaching. We got <laughs> it's the same coach that we used last year. And then... Um, the same two other assistant coaches that helped them. And now I'm the third assistant coach. Okay. You need uh, a coaching staff, the size of a major league baseball team for this, uh, 10 player kindergarten baseball league. No, it's kindergarten. uh, it's the third year. So it's called a first pitch. 
don't forget this is in uh, the affluent part of town yeah, so that's right you know you need uh, to pull up in your land rover or lotus to drop your kid off to this one what what's with all this staff how much you get paid for that what do you mean well full coaching staff stuff you don't get paid dude yeah. you better you talk to the gm do a respect respect i can we get a camera on you for a game mm. yeah i'll let you take a picture of me with my shirt on <laughs> no maybe uh can we get cousin chuck maybe at a game to do some uh guerrilla filmmaking no yeah, i would love to see joe in action mr uh non-conflict or confrontation coaching that's right. I'm I'm sensitive. What do you do? What do you mean? What do you do there? I don't know. Hasn't started why, yet. Why is there like ten coaches? There's because there's ten kids. Can you just let your kids have fun? What's with all of this helicopter parenting? We got to be uh, completely involved, a hundred percent in everything the kid does. Can't, do you let him walk out to the batting box or do you carry him out there and then uh, hold the bat for him <laughs> around him? No, that was the first year. That was the first year. God damn it. Whew. I'm telling you. Why do you go crazy? I'm telling you. Because when I was that age, I was out hunting lions and bringing home deer for dinner. On the farm? Sure. You want to make up stories about the farm? I'll make up stories of uh, hunting wild game. I'm pretty sure you're out there milking cows teats. I wish. I'm picking chicken eggs. So you had to go to a meeting for this. You had to go to a coach's meeting. Is that what you're saying? Well, just for our team. Yeah. And you discuss strategies. Uh, we just like when little Timmy gets up to the T no, just what we want to teach the, the kids this year and what we want to focus on and, you know, stuff like that. That's crazy. How about just let them play baseball? You got to improve their skills. Do we really got to overthink it at this point? Kindergarten. No. First pitch. Get serious now. Kindergarten. So anyway, that was my night right before I I came on. I had to wait 10 minutes for you to send me the invite tonight. No, I had to wait 10 minutes for you. you blame me for some reason. <sighs> you are ridiculous. Anyways, we're getting off track. What else happened with you? You told uh, me that you had a big... Uh, I tore down ha- the, almost the rest of the deck in the backyard. So... Okay. Yeah, for those those that have seen this, he has this beautiful stone walkout out the back, which is all immaculate and marble pillars and uh, giant statues of uh, Zeus and Aphrodite holding up on their back this giant pedestal of a walkout. Uh, not good enough anymore. I'll start tearing that down. No reason. What happened? Why tearing that apart? Because uh, the previous people built it with wood underneath of it, and the wood was starting to rot. So the wife uh, said, "I like this all done within a month." 
And then uh, I go, all right, fine. So I've been doing it a little bit by bit over the last couple of days. And then today she went crazy and said, it's going to rain tomorrow. I want it all taken down before then. All taken down? What, all the stone or the entire? Well, day? yeah, I got all the stone off except for the uh, half of the uh, steps, which are the big stone, heavy slabs. So I, gotta, I can lift those, but it's uh, slow work. So... And you're not going to reuse any of them? Um, no, we're going to composite. So we're going to sell the other stuff, like the railing and the stone that was on the walls. And the stone that was on the top, we're going to put underneath the, the new deck and make a little bit of like a storage area under there. So that was my day. Um, did a little bit of thrifting. I think I, I think I, as a teaser for those that are still listening and haven't tuned out, I, I've picked up what I would have to say is my best single item pickup to date. Hmm. What else can you say about it? Um, it is MISB. Well, that's not much of a hint. Well, I can't give you the name of it. You can give me a rhyme. Is it, uh, is it, uh, well, what's your, what is now your second biggest find that you've ever, that you're most proud of at the thrifting? Mm. Is it the, uh, the ColecoVision or is it the, uh, was it the Game Boy you got? How about that ColecoVision and the Game Boy? Well, hmm, you're right. Maybe that Game Boy is number one. So this thing is number two. I'd probably say the Coleco with all that rocky shit and those punching things was number three. And then that time I found like like seven or eight NES cartridges all at once. It was probably number four. Oh, I'm curious. Give me a yeah. rhyme. Uh, rhymes with... Hmm. Hmm. Actually, these two words don't rhyme. <laughs> Unrhymable. Well, everybody's just going to have to stay tuned. We're shooting our uh, pickup video on this weekend. Did you have to pay up for this thing like you did the Coleco? Hmm. Well, uh-oh. let's see. They had it listed at a high price, but I didn't pay that high price justification uh, had to come into play. <laughs> mm, no, this was all legit. Mm, doesn't sound legit. Was it in the glass showcase? Yes, it was. So you couldn't really. Well, I could have, but I was being really good. Were you left alone with the item? Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> Colleen's going to go crazy. Oh, Colleen, you calm down. This is all this is all in the up and up. Hmm. We'll see. I can't wait to see. And uh yeah, that's it, man. What have you been doing? No, you said you uh what? you had some more appointments coming up. Oh yeah, the kids got their needles today. We remember the last time you did this, you didn't take my advice about 
keeping a calm situation, playing down the situation. Instead, you went with the bear hug uh, wrestling move, my kids, until they get stabbed with two needles. So how did the... Same thing this time, except uh, the wife took my son and I showed up with my daughter like 10 minutes later and they were already in the room by themselves. And then we could hear him screaming out in the waiting room. So he had to be held down. (laughs) And then he came out uh, holding his arm with an ice pack on it. And as soon as she saw him, she went crazy. So my wife brought her into the room and had to hold her too. Well, it's never going to get easier. I, I tried to talk point. to her. I said, you know what? Because she goes, oh, uh, I hear Ethan in there with Dr. Boars. And uh, mm-hmm. you go, yep, that's right. Is he getting a needle? Yep. Don't worry about it, though. It's just, you feel, she goes, does it hurt? She goes, yeah, you just feel a little prick and that's it. And I was calming her down, watching videos. And then when she saw Ethan come out, she went crazy. What are you drinking? A bottle of wine there? No boats. No boats. How big is that thing? Oh, no, okay. No boats on Sunday. All right. So, yeah, they had their uh, second set of double needles each today. And then he may have to get his, uh, he's being referred to a a nose and throat specialist because he's storing up a storm. You, you'll send him. So you'll send him to, uh, to an ear, nose and throat. Well, he may have to get his uh, tonsils taken out. Okay. And what about you? I've already had mine taken out. (laughs) Yeah. You're there with the doctor. You're there with the doctor. Why didn't you say something about yourself? No, because this was, my kids go to a pediatrician. They don't go to a family doctor, your family doctor? No. They have to go to a, why? Um, Because. Uh, I don't understand. No, it's a valid reason. Well, because we have family doctors. When we, when we, uh. We all had a family doctor, the same one. Two-tier healthcare. She, she had uh, two practices, uh, one in Toronto, one in uh, where we live. And she st- stopped doing the one where we live because due to, uh, uh, there's like a, f- I think her, her mom or some kind of family issue where she would, her mom wasn't doing well and she had to give more time to her or something. So we lost our family doctor and we, uh, my wife and I were able to switch over to another doctor within the same building. But between that time, the kids had to go to some walk-in clinics. So the one close by is actually called a, a kinder clinic whereby the one doctor that we always happen to see there, uh, decided to take them on as, as two patients. So that's why they see a pediatrician, which is better for them anyway, right? Sure. How much extra are you paying for that? Mm. It's free. Mm. Mm. Again, the government pays. When you have the Land Rover, it gets you special access. 
Well, just better parking. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, my son, he uh, he got a note sent home with him today. Uh, apparently, he's a bully, even though he's like one of the smallest kids there. He uh, pulled the pants down on a kid at school today. <laughs> that, that is not surprising, working with his father. So I'm like... I can, I don't worry, son. I can relate. I work with a guy who always tries to get into my pants. Holy God. You know, there's that famous story of you at work where you walked into the bathroom and you thought it was one of your buddies at the urinal. So you went up behind him and ripped his pants down and turned out it wasn't your buddy. That's, that's on you. <laughs> so yeah, you do that. Uh, so what? What? Uh, why? Why did he go for the pants? What was the deal? Did well, I don't know. I asked him who it was, and he goes, "He said the kid's name." And he had mentioned about this particular kid before, saying, uh, "Oh, this this kid's bugging me at school. He's uh, he's pushing me or something." Said, All right, tell the teacher, man. What do you want me to do? And then, uh, I don't know, apparently he got angry and pulled this guy's pants down. So all the other uh, five and six-year-old uh, girls there could look at his little pecker. Oh, he pulled everything down. Got it all down. I don't know, I guess. Let's say he did. Makes it, makes it a better story. Uh, wow. So. Lots of not surprising going on. Yep. But you knew, you knew he was bullying at school for a while he's not you, a bully dude you had a meeting about this like uh, i remember last summer where he was doing stuff punched a girl in the face or something no he's never punched anybody why wow, he did something to a girl mm. to a girl no he's never done anything to a girl Ooh, italian rage yeah <laughs> can only be calmed <laughs> by sausage uh, oh, this is good stuff. What else you got for me? Why don't you tell me? What's you tell me some stuff, man? This isn't, this isn't the Joe show. We're gonna run out of time. This is supposed to be the question and answer uh, episode. Uh, whatever, man. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. It's <laughs> uh, going through my phone here. How Bill's bad record is all Joe's fault, and why? Is Bill so cheap not to spend $5 on an app? Police Academy waste of time. <laughs> hmm. You want to talk about that? Well, that's all question and answer stuff. I, oh, you know, okay. you know, let's knock these question and answers out, man. Give me, give me some time here. Or are you just going to gloss over my side of the situation? Oh, what do you mean? You're going to tell me what you did today? Where I talk about uh, where I thank everybody for tuning into the whole eBay uh, story and phone call and all that. And thanks for all the support. Got lots of good comments on that. And I uh, wrote out a nice big uh, final thought on it. You can find that on our forums at cartridgeclub.org in the STC pod forums. Everyone was, was a big paragraph you were typing up that I saw. No, that was my uh, what the little hell is this guy typing. That was my letter to HR about my uh, my dozy partner, but that was another thing. Uh, yeah, everyone was really great, except for Stephen Eider, who uh, sides with the buyer on this one. 
Mm. <laughs> that was not cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, check out what I wrote in the forum. I think it's it summed it up pretty good. All right, I'll check uh, it out. Thanks everyone <clears throat> for checking that out. I want to get a wrap up on some of the shows I've been watching because there's been a lot of good stuff going on. Well, remember I'm behind, so don't uh, go crazy. Well, yeah, I can't talk much about them because <clears throat> Joe hasn't been watching this stuff, but I did want to comment that uh, I did watch the final season of Bates Motel. It just wrapped up and the final season was really good. I thought a major speed bump when Rihanna makes an appearance, her, her acting is, is uh, wow. It is something else. It, it really throws the episode or the, the rhythm of the show off when she shows up. And it's not just because you're, Oh, that's Rihanna. It's just her, her acting is, is wooden and, we're talking about Rihanna, the actress or the singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. She makes an appearance on the show. But well, if it's, um, any, if it's an, uh, as good as her acting in the movie Battleship, I can just I can oh. completely picture that. Yeah, yeah. And she's playing a a pretty iconic role in comparison to the films. Now the series deviates from the film, but this season especially played. Uh, paid quite a bit of homage to the to the first film and a few scenes they actually recreate and uh, even little tiny scenes that you wouldn't think they would pay homage homage to that you just see them do it a shot for shot recreation of it just for like 25 seconds you know that is so cool i watched most of this uh, the series i skipped all of last season and I seem to be fine getting by without it. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but definitely uh, check out the last season of Bates Motel. I think you'll be fine jumping in. Um, why Why are your eyes closed? I was just listening to you talk. Yeah. Is, is this a season finale or series finale? That was it. It's done now. Hmm. You know, it, star- it starred, uh, the guy who played uh, Norman is this unknown, at least I didn't know who he was, did a really great job. And I knew who he was. Yeah. He's that little kid, right? Well, he's not a little kid, but he's got kid-like features. And then yeah. uh, Vera Famija, whoever That's right. Is. Yeah, if, if it didn't have her in this series, it wouldn't be worth watching at all. But she is a force, as she had to be playing Norman's yeah. mother. She's kind of sexy too. She is, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, uh, I liked her in. Um, oh crap! What's that Aronofsky movie that she was in with George Clooney and uh, Tease McGee? What's her name? <laughs> the girl. I yeah, like. that's that's not Aronofsky though. That was uh, what's his face? His son. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Hmm. Joel Silver, Joel Silver's son. <laughs> no, not Joel Silver. Canadian Joel, boy. Yeah, the Ghostbusters' son. Yeah, Christ almighty. Mile high or high flying? High high times? My, high over the water? High, high miles? <laughs> oh, boy. Here we Hold go. Hold on. Here we go, folks. Siri, what's the movie with George Clooney and Vera Famija? 
Sorry, I can't search by topic, but I can search by title, actors or directors, and categories like thrillers or comedies. That's terrible. Siri, what movies have George Clooney been in? Here are the most recent 24 movies starring George Clooney. Oh, God. She's so up in the air. Up in the air. 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. That was a great movie. That was good. Okay, hold on. What's this guy's name? Jason Reitman. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick. That's her name. Hey, oh. She was perfect in that movie. Oh. What I would do. Still? Isn't she uh, over the hill now for you? Yeah, I I don't like when I get that old, but uh, I would still. Um... Yep. Okay, a couple more. Uh, anyways, yeah, that was great. So horny right now. Uh, a couple more from me that you haven't seen, but on PBS, you know the show American Experience? No. Really? Come well, you, on. Just, you said PBS, so yeah, no, I don't know it. Really? Well, it's, it's a really good... Uh, Wow, would you call it a documentary season, a series, or uh, <clears throat> sometimes it's investigative? But no, it's more like a documentary every week on a different subject in depth. Like you know, they did uh, where Scorsese will come on and he'll do the American Experience on Bob Dylan or Rolling Stones. Anyways, the ones I just saw recently. Uh, it's called Command and Control, and it's about the 1980 nuclear accident at uh, an Arkansas Titan II missile silo. In 1980, it's it was I think it's a two-hour special too. Uh, man, it it's wild. It's it's really storytelling at its finest. You're gonna hear everybody. Is that true of that? Yeah, everybody who is involved, they're talking to. It's like. You know, everyone loves the podcast serial nowadays because you get to hear all the voices of everyone involved. And it's, I I found it comparable to that because it's just everyone involved talking about it. And they take a minute by minute through this crisis. You know, you've got this ICBM in a silo and uh, there's lots of those, right, across the states. That's an inter continental ballistic missile right and you know so far we've seen three major phases of those missiles the first one being the atlas second were the titans and now they have the minutemen and the minutemen use solid uh rocket fuel that's their main difference these titans didn't and so there's always this liquid fuel that if they went on alert you had to fuel up the missile before you could fire it. So I think it was a two hour delay or a one hour or 40 minutes. I don't know. There was some kind of delay to get fuel to the rocket and get it up. But all these things you have to always have at the ready and you got to have people testing things and maintenance crews constantly working on them. And there was one maintenance crew and they have to get all into like a spacesuit to get into that silo with all the fumes and, uh, you know, do whatever they have to do, flush whatever valves or do something. And he went in there with this huge socket wrench with a huge eight pound socket on it. And it didn't fit the wrench properly. So, you, you know, when you're, you're yourself using a ratchet and you kind of got to hold the socket with one hand and turn, mm-hmm. he's doing that with like supersized tools though. And sure enough, the socket slips out of his hand and falls 
like I think the, the missile is like 12 stories tall, right? So it's falling all that distance, this eight pound uh, socket bounces around, nicks the side of the, the missile and it begins to leak a white, milky, gaseous liquid, uh, which is fuel. And it's beginning to fill up the silo and they don't know what to do because now all of this fuel is filling up the silo. Any kind of spark could set it off. Uh, they couldn't, they had reasons for not venting it. They didn't want to open the hatch, you know, in case just a scrape on the hatch would set it off. Um, it filled up the control. Like you get to see a cool cross section of what silos look like where the control room is and the tunnel and the blast doors and all that, which are cool. And they had to evacuate the holes. You know, that was a decision. Do we leave or do we stay? They end up leaving and they would send guys back and, uh, you know, like I said, any kind of spark would set this thing off. Sure enough, when they went back and tried to vent out some of that fuel, they turned on a fan, created a spark, and the whole thing blew. Now, there's all kinds of safety mechanisms on that nuke on the nose of this thing, right? And by the way, a Titan ICBM nuclear missile is has more blasting power than... Uh, three times all of the uh, explo explosives used in World War II, including the uh, atomic bombs in Japan. Three times that power all in one warhead. Now, there's all kinds of safety mechanisms, so those don't go off if a plane crashes or this kind of thing, an explosion, an accident. But no one was really 100% sure if all that safety devices would work in this kind of catastrophe. And the whole thing blew, and uh, the next day, you know, they're out in the fields looking for the nuclear warhead. It blew it, like, <laughs> blew it up in the air, and no one had any idea where the warhead was. They ended up finding it in a ditch alongside the road. Anyways, it's an incredible story, and I would totally suggest you going back and uh, on demanding it or something. The American experience is called command and control. And they just had another one that I watched and it was on, uh, you know, the guy Ripley Ripley's believe it or not, mm -hmm. it was on him. And that was a fascinating story. Extremely fascinating. Uh, you remember watching that as a kid? I, oh, totally. I used to love that show for some reason. Totally. Well, who when was, we were a kid, was the, who was the host of it? You remember? Hmm. Siri, who was the host of Ripley's Believe It or Not? I don't see any movies matching Ripley's Believe It or Not. Jesus. What the fuck? <laughs> Siri, who is the host of the TV show Ripley's Believe It or Not? Looking for Ripley's Believe It on the iTunes store. <laughs> wow. You pay monthly for this thing? Wow. <laughs> Can I give it a try quick? Go ahead. Who was the host of Ripley's Believe It or Not? Dean Kane, according to some information I found on TV.com. Yeah, Dean Kane did it. Uh, that was later on, though. Yeah, that was the later on one. That one sucked. 
It was, yeah, it was horrible. And it was all gross stuff. Oh, Jack Palance. Oh, that's right. And it was classy. You know, it wasn't just all gross. Yeah, man, it was dope. Excuse me. Siri, suck an egg, Siri. So that latest American experience was all on uh, Ripley and him coming up as a cartoonist and traveling the world. I didn't know that. Yeah, it all started with him doing cartoons, and he would do one of those uh, strange world facts every day as a as a cartoon. And uh, then William Randolph Hearst picked him up and put him, mm. you know, nationwide. And that's when he started making the big bucks. He was big time celebrity, big time, big league. Uh. I guess that's it for what I've been watching. What I've been playing. What was the first thing you said before uh, this command and control? That was the first thing, wasn't it? No. Oh, uh, Bates won't tell. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh no. Something else before no, we move on enough. to what I was playing. That's no, we enough. can talk about it. Is uh, the rock and roll hall of fame induction was on. Oh yeah. I enjoyed that. I didn't get to see all of it. I got to see some of it. What I saw was pretty good. I got to see uh, Joan Baez get inducted, and I she's she was a, dead. She's uh, she's a personal hero of mine. So yeah. you can you can go to sleep as we talk about the biography yeah. of. Calm down. You're going to put Baez. everybody to sleep before you end it. I thought she was dead, but I was like, wow, and she can still sing too. Of course she can. Give me a break. Still she's play Joni. guitar. Calm down. Now. Let me tell you her importance in the She's world. Not Joni of, Mitchell, uh, okay. The importance of Joan Baez in music, man. I'm not going to say Bob Dylan wouldn't have happened, but he probably would have been delayed by about five years if she didn't pull him up on stage with him everywhere she went. In the early '60s, she was the queen of the folk movement, and she was forefront at every musical festival there was. And she started pulling. Uh, She's just in love with Bob from the beginning. So she pulled him up on stage, got him a lot of play. And that's probably what rocketed him to early success in the early sixties. But she was the real deal, man. She was the real deal. The anti-war pacifist. She not only talked the talk, she walked the walk. She was there with uh, Martin Luther King during the uh, Christmas Hanoi bombings. She was in Vietnam underneath those bombs uh you know to this day she has never paid her uh, u.s defense tax the military tax she has never paid it as a conscientious objector you got, you got to give her props man and uh yeah Can you do that they don't go after you they will go after you but I don't know if they thought it would just be too much of a controversy to, to shed too much light on this, but she's never paid it as, uh, as she's objected to every war and uh, especially all this spending on defense. The spending on defense is absolutely insane. It, I can go on a t- tangent here. Uh, uh, I will, I'll spare you, but you know, I, why don't I mean, you say, listen, save that for a Fandango. Okay. <laughs> You know, I read all those airplane magazines, right? And a couple of them get into the numbers and it is staggering the amount of money that's spent on defense. 
and they also bring a lot in, right? You know, Trump is always going on about the NATO allies, how they got to pay up, you know, they got to pay their dues. Yeah. He's not talking about them investing in their own troops and in their own countries. He's telling them to buy our defense, our planes and our missiles from the States. And that's, uh, they get tons and tons of revenue from uh, outside countries buying these uh, military contracts. Anyways, besides all that, I just, you know, imagine if they spent just a tenth of that money and said, no one has to pay for university anymore. Hmm. Just well, You know what? There are countries that do that. And with nowhere near close to military as the United States, right? It's like what? I think Switzerland does that, don't they? Or Holland or something? One of those little countries like that. Yeah, sure. Well, and the, the Arabian countries too, but they have oil, lots of oil. Kuwait, you don't have to pay for yeah. university in Kuwait. I think Cuba too. Anyways. And another important thing that uh, Joan Baez or Joan did was uh, uh, she married Chachi. No. <laughs> I don't think she married Chachi. I did read her autobiography though. And I would recommend it to anybody, even if you're not interested in the folk music and what happened, it's, she has led a very interesting life. And, you know, she was there at Woodstock. She's, you know, spent time in prison. Like she did everything to support her beliefs. It's a great read. And she took a turn Took a turn uh, trying out the lesbian side of things too. By the way, it was an interesting chapter. Oh, I'm sure you enjoyed that. So after her, uh, yes, was inducted, and I thought that was a great tribute. Uh, the Rush Boys came out to introduce them. Yep, uh, Getty and Alex Lifeson, and I thought they were hilarious and funny and charming, and it was poignant that they put yes in you know like they could name yes tunes and talk about how they were trying to figure out yes songs when they were when they were kids you know in their basement learning guitar and then uh, the two-pack one came on and i just turned it off at that point that's racist uh, you know uh, they also had uh, journey was inducted into uh this year's rock and roll hall of fame and then they closed the show off with uh, pearl jam so i was actually watching this on uh, it would have been Sunday night of this week, and uh, cousin Chuck came over for dinner, and then uh, yeah, we sat down and watched it because he hadn't seen it yet, and I hadn't seen it, and uh, he was never really big into uh, Yes or Journey, but he really enjoyed. Well, more so with Yes, the uh, their intricacies in terms of. Uh, uh, how they played their instruments, right? Very similar to like a rush kind of style where it wasn't a, you know, a straight, whatever kind of rhythm you would want, right? Nothing was simplified. They could go on and on much like uh rush would. Yeah. Was, uh, they, they would yeah I, I was trying to, I was trying to tell him like he's, he wanted to watch this hall of fame thing. Cause he was, he's big into Pearl jam. Right. But uh, you know, just, trying to get him to check out, you know, bands like Yes or Journey or I don't know. I don't even know if he's big into Led Zeppelin, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. Well, like, like we're said, going, man. kids nowadays don't, certainly don't 
either not know about these groups or if they do know about them, don't delve into what kind of actual uh, songs are in their library and, and, and really appreciate, you know, what it took and, and what they put into these songs. It's not just a straight rhythm. It's, it's, there's depth and there's, you know, it's not a song that's just three or four minutes, right? No way, man. That's prog rock, man. They took rock and they just went to town on it. You know, if you like your, your hard rock, your Sabbath and your Zeppelin, but you feel you just want something, is there more depth? You can, can you find something else? Go down the prog rock vein and it'll knock your socks off. Cause these guys just didn't stop with a riff. They just kept mining it, mining it till you couldn't get anything more out of the rhythm or the, uh, or the beat, you know, the, the time count is everything was messed up was, and they took their, they took their beat, not from, uh, you know, Chuck Berry so much, but more from classical music and Beethoven and Bach and just, you know, went crazy. Anyways. Yeah. The yes was great. The big story with journey was that their absent lead singer showed up to receive uh, the award so that was cool and everyone was going crazy that he was there however he did not perform with them which no, everyone used that um i think he's a filipino guy or something like that yeah and uh he did a great job i i, I knew about him but i don't think i'd actually ever heard him sing and yeah he uh, if you closed your eyes you would and you could almost picture the real singer was there what i was impressed with i think they said journey is the only band like when they were announcing them um, that had a greatest hits album go like double diamond or something like that, uh, whatever, some insane number of sales for greatest hits. So uh, I'm always impressed by those. Like you forget how, how many sales these older groups have actually done compared to what, you know, anything done probably within the last 10 years. Right. Just yeah. insane amounts of album sales. And again, you know, super talented guys. Again, mm. like rock solid. Uh, so I guess you missed David Letterman uh, introducing Pearl Jam then, right? No, I caught the last half actually just today. So oh, okay. I saw Dave get up there. I was, so, I was so upset because it was actually supposed to be Neil Young introducing Pearl Jam, which would have mm-hmm. been awesome. So I, I remember I saw them at exhibition place in toronto it was don't puff and puff if if you went to see the amount of people that you say you've seen it was um opening act was uh oh shit now that harmonica group blues traveler oh man that would have been blues traveler followed by sound garden followed by uh pearl jam followed by neil young How's that for a fucking show, man? I wonder if I saw Pearl Jam. Now, because when I saw Neil, he was it was in the, those days when he was all up with these guys. Yep. And uh, I saw him in Montreal. I know all the grunge guys were there. I definitely know it was Neil. His opener was Moist. Remember that band? I saw them in concert. I forget. They opened for someone though. <laughs> I, I did, man. 
And I think Pearl Jam was the third act, but I don't remember because I'd never been a big Pearl Jam fan or a Seattle sound guy. It, it didn't jive with me ever. So I was there for Neil. Um, it, just to get back on Journey for a second, if you want to see something crazy, I've, I show this people all the time when I, when I think about it. If you remember, um, did I show you on YouTube this kid? Oh, here what? it is here. Check this out, man. I actually found my concert ticket. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look. Read what it says, motherfucker. Um, it says uh, UB40 with... Uh, <laughs> it says Q107 presents Neil Young with Pearl Jam. Exhibition Stadium, rain or shine, Wednesday, August 18th, 1993, 5 p.m. Ticket price, $38. Wow. That's hilarious that it just happened to be on, because I found one of my boxes with my movie tickets. And Interesting. Do you remember like a year ago, we were supposed to have a rundown of our concerts and you said, wait until I find my tickets. Well, I just found the fucker. So a year later, Christ, hey, can we get back to what I was saying? I was saying something interesting. I'm not done. All right, go ahead. I, I don't think I was done when you just jarred it. Yeah, it was more Do you remember on YouTube I showed you, it's like this uh, 12-year-old kid. I don't know if she's Chinese, and she gets up in front of this huge crowd, and she plays in front of this huge freaking state-of-the-art keyboard. I mean, this keyboard does absolutely everything. It has foot pedals. It's got multiple boards running up it. it. It's one of these crazy keyboards that even you use your thighs to control volume and shit. So not only do you have the floor pedals going, you got your thighs controlling stuff mm, and your hands thighs. are doing all the uh, keys. And she does a couple journey tunes, like note for note, but she's doing every single band member's part on this keyboard at the same time. Really? I've never seen that. You have to show it to me. Yeah, check that out. Follow you hard. Bill's got what's, you follow you. What's that big journey, journey song? Uh, it's the one she does that's got the most views on it. Siri, it's, what's Journey's biggest song? Searching the iTunes store for Jana's biggest. What? Oh, boy. What are you going to put now? What did you say? Joe's biggest? <laughs> Joe's biggest. Siri, why are you retarded? Siri, what are Journey's songs? Okay, I found this on the web for what are Journey's songs. Top 80 songs of Journey. What the fuck is this thing doing? Anyways, Any way you want it, that's the way Bill wants it. Yeah, Don't she definitely does stop. that too. Believe in Bill. Yeah, she does that one. Stone in Love. That's those first two for sure. Separate Ways After the Fall. Yeah. Faithfully. I don't know how you're going to find it, but look for it on YouTube. This kid playing keyboard to Journey. And she does some rush tunes too. Like she, she performs many different songs on different videos, and it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. Uh, she plays every that. part on that, this insane high tech keyboard well maybe one day you'll stop hogging all the stuff to yourself 
And when I ask you what you're doing, maybe you just won't say, oh, nothing. Well, it seems like you bogarted this whole episode and we don't even have time for the, the Q&As. Give one Q&A question. Okay, I'm going to... I got a Q&A question for you. Why'd no, you guys do a Police Academy review on Fandango? Well, because everyone has fond memories of Police Academy, mm, I think. Nobody was asking for it. Yeah, I, actually, people literally asked for it. Actually, <laughs> people literally asked them to do that one. And if you don't have fond memories of, uh, you know, early police academy movies, I don't know. You missed out, dude. Listen, I saw probably the first Here five in theater. I I went to the theater for everyone. That but Joe's I was walking also, in. I was also pretty retarded back then. So, yeah. well, because you were six years old, going to this movie theater apparently and buying tickets right no what anyways definitely check out that fandango where we go through the police academy movies there's that first movie that still holds up man and it's that it's that great 80s comedy where you got it's rated r it's got boobies it's got racism it's got all the taboos thrown into it it's great why did you have to mention racism because <laughs> you definitely can't get away with that stuff nowadays uh, can I, I, I do ask agree you? though. No, I do agree. The first one is certainly the best out of the bunch. And yeah, I agree. It does hold up still, but I don't think you need to talk about all any of the other ones. Well, we're going to save uh, our Q and A's for the next episode, I guess, but I, I do have a couple of questions for you. I was thinking about things for some reason, and it, it's going to be a little different for you. I was thinking about, do you remember when your first for me, it was the VHS machine came home the first time you were, you know, granted this ability to watch movies at home. I know for you, you had beta. Yeah, my dad brought home a beta machine for some reason. And I don't think he even bought it. He, someone gave it to him, like some customer or something that he was dealing with. Wow. That would have been worth a lot of money in the day. I'm like, oh, fuck. I brought it home. It's just like, what is this? this play VHS tapes? Cause all my friends had like VHS. Yeah. Well, so no, my question had is to get fucking beta. Just like I had to get a 10 speed bike instead of a BMX bike. Like everybody else. Oh, we want you to grow into it. But yeah. Can't yeah, go operating on this. Can I, I had a 10 speed bike. Loved it. It's what you need. No, everybody Anyways. had BMX bikes back yeah, then. And they were dummies. They couldn't go 10 speeds. They Who could go, go one 10 speed. speeds. Because people, you know, I, I had distances I had to travel. Anyways, well, my yeah, question to you is, my question to you is, what was that first VHS or beta movie that you got to watch at home? Do you remember? I couldn't even tell you. Really? You have no memory at all what your first movie was? No, because before that VH or before the beta machine, my parents had an RCA disc player. Oh, right. Okay. Well, let's go back to that. So it's the first time you can have movies on demand at your yeah, home. The only movies the that movie? they had for that were like, uh, and I'm sure I, now they still have the machine, I believe, and they still have the discs, which I probably should take and bring here. Uh, they had the mash movie, which I didn't know what the hell it was because it didn't look like the MASH TV show that I was watching on TV. Right, man. Donald Sutherland. Yeah, I go, who the hell are these people? Uh, they had the Gandhi movie for some reason. Some other bunch of shit movies. 
And your buddy's name was Gandhi. So what Probably. was your first movie? Do you remember? Uh, it would have been one of the, I was big and still am into peanuts. So it would have been one of the Charlie Brown movies, like maybe race for your life. Charlie Brown. I know we rented that a lot. Really? On that disc thing? Yeah. It's crazy. So they were renting those discs somewhere. Oh yeah. The, the, the video stores. I'd never seen those in any of the video stores growing up. And then when we got the beta machine, we, I th- there was only one store that we knew of that rented beta tapes. We, we, we could only go to this one store, hmm. but for that, I couldn't tell you. I do remember getting a bunch of, uh, that's when I, I was getting those porn tapes for the beta thing, the seventies <laughs> porn tapes with, uh, Seika and Debbie does Dallas. Oh yeah. And, um, Seika. Seika. She was a, I think she had blonde hair. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's that. Okay. Uh, what did I do? Oh, thanks for asking, Joe. Uh, my memories. When that VHS finally came home, I don't think we had, you know, I don't think we had rental, like rental VHS machines came home or anything like that. I think he, my dad just went out and bought it once. Finally went out and got it. He loved TV. And we lived out in uh, the country a little bit. And we could only get in what was over the air. So we had very few channels. Although he remembers it to this day as being hundreds and hundreds of channels. I remember it as being four channels. So how long did it take to go from door to door? Uh, the front door of the barn to the video store anyways he brought home a what, vhs what machine. the hell do, do not dismiss me <laughs> yeah i do because it's ridiculous he brought home this vhs machine and two movies the, the interesting part was he he got this from our canadian tire now uh for those who don't know what a canadian tire is that's the main kind of hardware department store found in every town across canada canadian tire now do you remember this canadian tire renting movies no so (laughs) yeah this canadian tire rented movies because it was like the only thing place in town that had movies and he brought home the vhs machine and two movies i can't remember for life me what the second movie was but i do remember the first movie because i thought it was awesome and it was brewster's millions starring richard pryor Remember that one? Say that again. What'd you say? I went to the theater to see that. No, what'd you say? Brewster's Millions. Starring Richard Pryor. No, I didn't see that in the theater. Um, I remember I watched that as a kid and did not enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, okay. It's a great movie. Had a great concept, especially back then. It's this guy that has has a relative die that he didn't know. And the relative leaves him an insane amount of money, but with a stipulation, he makes him go through this uh, stipulation to get all of the inheritance. I think it's. <sighs> what to did get he start the millions? With? He had to spend all the money, right? Yeah, he's granted like three hundred million, which he must spend in thirty days in order to inherit like five hundred million. And what something. he spends it on cannot be something that he can keep. Yeah, it can't be an asset. 
he can't earn money from anything. So the, that's the whole movie is seeing the spending spree and seeing him uh, try to win that inheritance and to beat the lawyers who are trying to sabotage him at every step. So Richard Pryor, I think John Candy's in it. It was, it was, it was tops, man. I'd love to see that movie again. Uh, I didn't like it. I, it didn't appeal to me because we already had all those millions. So I couldn't relate. That's it, man. We're out of time. That's it. Anything you want to tease for uh, next yeah. week? Well, yeah, we got to do the Q and A's that. Uh, well, anyway, check out our uh, pickup video. It should, uh, Bill should have it up this weekend. And if I ask Joe to help me with it, it'll be with no audio. So well, might take another week. If you had actually recorded it properly and downloaded uh, an app on your phone, like I'd use on mine, you could have put it up. No problem. There's there your answer, which you have on yours. Five dollars. Bill will not spend five dollars on an app, even though he's making money uh, hands over fist on eBay selling everything. Ridiculous. No, I have to give all that money back. Remember? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, but that won't happen. Anyway, we continued. We'll have lots to talk about next week. That's it. Got anything else? You want to wrap us up? All right. We'll wrap this one up because Bill's getting antsy and I got some Stardew Valley to play before I go to bed. Thanks again, everybody for tuning in. Just wanted to remind you once again, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash start to continue. Follow Bill on Twitter at STC pod. Check me out at AC Decepticon bookmark stcpod.com listen on itunes under stc pod and if you're listening to us you got to check out some other great podcast blogs and videos from people in our community at cartridgeclub.org which they'll find our forums there and why do you leave like the plugs to for me to do like i do the dirty grubbing the money grubbing if you would like to support STC pod you can do so by going to our website stcpod.com and shop your amazon grocery stuff through our links found there they'll send us a couple cents on every dollar for whatever you spend it doesn't cost you anything and if you want to wear some STC pod gear or drink from one of our mugs or just show your podcast pride you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash start to no STC pod and you'll find their shit there. Anyways, that's it. That's all I got to say. There you, you did that so much better than I could have. <sighs> post it and post it.